Hello, you guys. I'm Laura Lapp, and welcome back to Tentative Expert. This week, I'm going to tell you how to get over a situationship. Unfortunately, in this day and age, I feel like we've all been there, and this is something I have experience with, which is why I'm going to start off by telling you my story so that you have the context of where I've learned these lessons from and why I know for a fact that the strategies I'm going to give you work. And I'm going to tell you literally step by step how to get over a situationship. And also, we're going to discuss why it's so uniquely hard, because there's something about getting over a situationship that is literally life changing. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. I love you guys. I never really fell for someone until I was about 18. I remember I just never felt anything that was that deep for anyone. There were guys I had crushes on or would kind of see for a little bit, but no one ever really shook me. There was no one who consumed my thoughts. And then when I was around 18, I met this guy who instantly off the bat, I just really liked. And it was the first time in my life I've just instantaneously been super into someone. There was just something about this guy's demeanor and the way he conducted himself that I was so attracted to and he kind of commanded a room when he stepped into it and he had this extreme confidence about him and I just found something about that so alluring and so appealing. In the long run I did get played by this person and there were some red flags I for sure ignored in the start so I'm gonna touch on those as well but basically what happened was he and this is not an exaggeration, asked me to hang out every single day. I never had to do anything beyond just reciprocating the effort he was putting forth. I never had to be the first one to text, the first one to reach out, anything. He was on it, making plans, really showing what he felt for me consistently. And now that it's happened, I understand it way more and I know to be wary of these sorts of things where someone's coming off that strong in the beginning but being a bit younger and naive I was just like this is amazing I'm really into this guy and he seems so into me so this is great we're gonna date and it's gonna be happily ever after what actually happened though was about two weeks into seeing this person he dropped off the face of the earth and I don't mean that literally he didn't go ghost or anything but he just stopped putting in any effort. He wouldn't text first. He wouldn't try to make plans. When I tried to make plans, he'd kind of evade them or be super elusive. It was like a switch flipped. And then I was left super confused. And I was so caught up at that point in what was going on between us and in what I thought we had. I thought maybe something was going on with him or I'd done something wrong. So I put in a little more effort. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I wouldn't handle things that way now today, but again, I had to learn through that situation. And unfortunately, when it comes to relationships, we really do learn by going through things most of the time. But I'm here to hopefully spare you some of those uncomfortable times. Anyways, so he completely pulled away. And the thing is, when I saw him, it was pretty normal. It was still fun and it was still, you know, normal and chill and my feelings were still growing and his worth too, but things just got very strange. Here was my first big red flag and I knew it was a red flag from the start, but I was honestly really into this person. So I was like, okay, red flag, let's just ignore that. (laughs) I was like, let's just 
turn a blind eye to that. It doesn't look that red. <laughs> what he started doing was he wouldn't make any effort to see me during the day, on weeknights, whatever. He would literally be essentially non-existent during the bright hours of the day. And then at like midnight, he would blow up my phone. He'd be calling me, texting me, wondering where I was, wanting to see me. And I'd never been in a situationship or anything like that before. So I was very naive to that. And I didn't really realize what was going on. This is so embarrassing to admit now because it sounds so stupid. But I literally was like, you know what? He's probably just super busy during the day. He's got so much going on. I'm sure this is just when he's free. And it literally got to the point, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people can relate to this, where he'd be drunk calling me and I'd be like, but it's me that he's calling. <laughs> In reality, he probably had a list of girls who he was going down and reaching out to and just seeing who would respond and shamefully in hindsight I would respond because I found it very hard to say no to this person or to ignore it when they reached out because I did fall for them quickly and I did find myself very wrapped up in this situation and <laughs> this is gonna sound bad by nature I'm a competitive person so I think the second it turned into a game and it became clear to me that it was a game, I had to win. I had to somehow leave this situation having the upper hand. Now, this is something you should not do. The way to win the game is to not play it. It would have been so much more of a power move if way back at the beginning when he first started pulling away and took all of his energy out of the situation if I'd done the same thing. And then when he came crawling back a week or two weeks later on and was calling me in the night and whatever, if I just didn't answer and didn't open the door to that, it would have been way more of a statement on my part that I wasn't willing to accept that kind of treatment. And he would have either had to step up to the level of effort he was giving at the start, which I would accept, or he would have had to move on to someone who was willing to accept that lower level of energy. Unfortunately, at the time, I was willing to accept that lower level of energy. I really think that is where knowing your worth comes in because now I'm 22. So I'm not that much older, but I'm a good five years older. And I learned so much through that situation, which is why I would never change a thing about it, quite honestly, because I had to be hurt by someone like that to realize how much I valued myself and to really gain that confidence in myself. It's almost like it shakes your confidence so badly that you're forced to rebuild it and when you rebuild it you get it back 10 times stronger i'm telling you there's this sort of power when you come out on the other side of that situation where to get over it you have to realize that you are more than how this person has treated you and you also have to learn to value yourself and to respect yourself way more than you value this person or your feelings for them when you fall for someone, you almost start to put them above yourself in this weird way. You start to take all of their actions very personally. And this is in a toxic relationship. If you're healthily in love or really getting to know someone, it shouldn't feel this way. Feeling this way and feeling like they're sort of on this pedestal and they have the power to bring you down and they do bring you down is a massive red flag. That is not a situation you want to be in because anyone who's good for you won't do anything but lift you up. Anywho, you do start to put this person above you a little bit. 
And I would make so many excuses for this guy's behavior. He literally, <laughs> it's so funny to talk about now because it's so absurd, but literally we'd be at a party or at the club and he would make out with another girl next to me. And I'd literally be so mad and so upset and I'd go home and cry and whatever. But he'd apologize the next day or whatever and be like, you know what? I'm really sorry. I was really drunk. That didn't mean anything. And I'd be like, oh my God, it's okay. <laughs> I'd be like, we all make mistakes. It's totally fine. And I was really kidding myself because we weren't dating and we weren't official and this was a situationship. I always kind of went back to, well, we're not official. So although I know he shouldn't be doing these things because it's hurtful and disrespectful when we're seeing each other, technically he can. And technically I don't have a right to get mad. That is incorrect, though, because here's the thing. If you are straight up friends with benefits with someone and it's just clear whether you've talked about it or whether you're both just on that page emotionally that you don't really owe each other anything, this isn't going to go anywhere, there aren't really feelings involved, then something like that happening is okay. If you're seeing someone like that and you start seeing someone else or they start seeing someone else, you can't be mad because there haven't been any feelings involved you haven't expressed that you want anything and it's just the way things are but if you're in a situation where one of you has genuinely expressed feelings for the other person and they know that you want more with them and they're playing a game with you and they're prolonging the situation by continuing to see you and by continuing to tell you the things that you want to hear that's not cool I think situationships have really gone too far and they've really given people this way to hurt and disrespect each other without having to face the consequences for it. If there's a situation between any two people where there's serious feelings involved, you don't have a right to hurt that person or to, I don't know, I don't want to say cheat on that person, but I think in a lot of situationships, People will be seeing each other so regularly and having these conversations that are a little deeper and are a little more emotional and serious. And then one of the people in that relationship will just screw the other person over so badly or do things that are so hurtful to them. Here's what's wrong with it. One person in the situationship is leading the other to believe that it's going somewhere. They're leading you to believe that if you hold on a little longer or if you keep seeing each other and just kind of wait things out, it's gonna go somewhere. But then they kind of keep giving you that hope and then completely taking it away. And that is where I got hooked on this person and part of it was in my own head for sure part of it was me projecting how I felt and reading too much into the signs that were good and ignoring all the signs that were bad for example he would do one nice thing or say one really nice thing and I'd hold on to that instead of all the other negative things that he was saying and doing and I just got so caught in this game and in this on and off situation and honestly this went on for years and I'd say the first year it was going on, it was very intense and it was consistently very on and off. And then the latter couple of years, it was really sporadic. It was kind of like one of us would reach out to the other and the other wouldn't respond. And these months would go by where it was sort of this build up. And then we'd see each other and then we'd both be weird about it. And oh my God, it was just this really all consuming and really confusing situation. And I honestly, for a while, and I can't believe I'm admitting this, didn't feel like I could get over this person. I was so into them and I was so hooked on this 
sort of game that we were playing and I really believed for the longest time that it was going somewhere and I fully thought that it was right person wrong timing but here is the thing I've learned about that saying because it's a dangerous one that saying totally applies if you're living in completely different places or if that person is genuinely going through a terrible time in their life like something really tumultuous has happened and they're just not in the place at all to have a relationship that's fair or maybe you're kind of seeing someone and they're moving away and you're like ah right person wrong time the issue is a lot of us apply that saying to someone who literally lives like across the street I was applying that saying to someone I went to school with. Like, I'd seen them every single week. We were in the same social circle. At any point, if we'd been on the same page and wanted the same thing, that easily could have happened. So that is not right person, wrong time. If you are both in a situation where it's so clear that you could be something more, but one person and in this case it was him not me just isn't wanting that and just isn't on that page with you that's just the wrong person it's not the wrong time it's just it's not right and this is where my competitiveness comes in I think I can be a little stubborn when I have an idea in my head and when I'm like no this person and I are gonna work I find it hard just to drop that and quite honestly this is the only person I've felt that way for and I don't know if it's because this game just went on for so long and I was so kind of caught up in it but I've literally been in committed relationships and I haven't felt this level of attachment and just of needing there to be some kind of end to the situation. I've heard so many people on social media and friends of mine say that a situationship is harder to get over than a relationship and straight up I think it is. I mean depending on the situation we're not talking about like 10-year relationships here because of course that'll be more difficult but we're talking about your average relationship and it's because do you think more about the movie that ended on a cliffhanger or the movie that ended with a super satisfying ending wrapped up in a bow neatly or maybe it even ended badly but either way you have an answer and you have a result in a situationship nine times out of ten it ends on a cliffhanger and it ends with both people wondering what could have been and that is what makes it hard to get over you were never fully together and you never were fully comfortable around each other and you both never had your walls down so you're kind of left wondering what if because those feelings were so strong and what makes those feelings seem even stronger is the level of anticipation and excitement that becomes involved with this person because it's this thrill and it's this sort of dopamine hit of not knowing when they're going to reach out and being super excited when they do and then sort of playing a game with it. And I will be so honest, playing that game was really fun at times. It was really exciting and I definitely fed into it. Situations like this are no one's fault and I truly believe that because I could have so easily recognized where he was at way earlier on and just not fed into the situation. But I continuously fed into it and I would feed into all of his attempts because I wanted to. And I remember so many times literally thinking to myself, this is stupid and deep down I know this is going nowhere, but I just want to keep this going because I'm getting something from it. It's bringing something kind of fun to my life. And here is when it gets really hard to get over. When you and this person actually end and this game you've been playing in this really prolonged scenario just stops. 
you're left feeling really bored. And that is the part, in my opinion, that's almost harder to get over than that emotional attraction and involvement with that person. When you've got this thing going on that's really exciting and really fun, even if it's toxic, and then it just ends and both of you are kind of left with this like void in your life for a little while, it is so, so tempting to do something to pick that game back up. It's almost like you've been playing a sport competitively. <laughs> oh my god, this is making me realize how toxic I was for a little while. But it's almost like you're playing a sport and then all of a sudden you stop competing. You're left with this like sort of restlessness in you and you kind of miss that feeling of being sad over them or you miss that conflict with them just because it was adding this unpredictability to your life and this sort of like thrill factor. I am going to tell you step by step how to get over that person and how to let it go because it will get to a point where you're so over the situation and where you're so done with it that it becomes boring and that game will stop seeming exciting but you have to get there. So the first step is to recognize where you're at and be super honest with yourself. Do you want to keep seeing this person, even if it's hurtful and even if it's a game? Are you perpetuating the situation and actively keeping it going because you want to keep engaging in that game? If the answer is no and you don't want to keep doing that, then that is a clear sign that you should end it and you should pull away because if you're not even getting that from it, then you're really getting nothing. If literally nothing about it is benefiting you in any sort of way, get out of it because that is such a waste of your time. But let's on the flip side say that you are having fun with it. Then you need to ask yourself another question. Is this fun and is this excitement at the expense of your emotional stability and or of your confidence? If you're in this game with someone but it's breaking you down and you're crying about it regularly and you're feeling super insecure and it's making you this person that you don't really like, and then cut it off because those negativities do not outweigh that small positivity that's not really a positivity of having fun with this person. If those moments of fun are counterbalanced by all of these moments where you're so upset and you're so stressed, then get out of it because that is not a game that's worth playing. But let's say that your answer to that is no and you're genuinely having fun and it's sort of bringing this excitement to your life in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming and you're not really upset about it or hurt by it. Then if you want to keep that going, it's kind of harmless. And maybe you just need to be in that situation for longer so that you can grow as a person and learn about yourself. And I mean, you never know. Maybe in that scenario, if it genuinely is lighthearted and fun, one day down the line, it'll turn into something or you'll have a talk and you'll reassess then. It is only when the situationship is hurtful to you that it's a problem. If you are seriously just having fun and it is more of a friends with benefits type of thing and you want that to keep going, then there's not really any reason to cut it off. But if you are hurt by it and you know you need to get out of it, this is how you emotionally get over that person. So step two, now that we've gotten past those questions you need to ask yourself before you begin this process of getting over them. The second thing you need to do is realize the elements of this game that you're playing. Why does this person have you hooked? This will be something that's subconscious, so you're going to have to be super, super honest with yourself. And you probably won't want to admit what it is that you realize. 
And for me, I'm only admitting this to help you. This is not something that I ever would have even said to anyone in my life back at that time. This is something that I sort of just realized and internally it let me know how I wanted to proceed. I realized that this game was sort of based on gaining the approval of someone else. And it wasn't even him specifically because that's not what his aim was. You know what I mean? I realized that internally and probably because of things in my childhood or whatever, I had this need to be liked and accepted by people. So when I fell for someone and it turned into this game of just really going back and forth, it really brought that part of me that felt the need to be accepted to the forefront and I realized that that is what was leading my life in that situation. I felt like for me to move on peacefully I had to know that this person felt the same way I did or I had to see from them that they were going to be willing to commit to me. I know that sounds backwards and wrong and I guess it kind of is but I think those are also the really harsh truths that we have to acknowledge within ourselves so that we can process something and move on from it. So I realized that all in all, it was about me getting approval, not even necessarily from this specific person. It was this need I had in my life in general. So essentially, and this wasn't his intention, obviously, but he was giving me that approval and then pulling it away. And that is what got me hooked. And you have to stop and think about what is it that's getting you hooked? Now, another element for me was that I was super attracted to this person and there was just no one else around who I liked as much, straight up. And it was that way for a pretty long time. And I think that is something that was difficult for me at the time. But what you have to learn if you genuinely want to get over this person is, first of all, whatever your reason is that you're hooked, acknowledge it and just know what it is so that you can realize when it's happening and that realization is going to kind of turn you off from the situation. For example, when I realized that I was seeking this person's approval, I was kind of like, ew, like I hate that I have that in me. And then when he reached out and I was tempted to respond and I thought about that being the reason why, it was way easier for me to be like, mm, no, I don't want to see you because it wasn't just about him anymore. I realized that it was about me and that if I wanted to get over that part of myself and if I wanted to quell that part of my character that I wasn't necessarily proud of, I had to make those choices and do those things for myself. So that is what enables you to look at the situation a bit differently and to want to get out of it. But now to touch on that second point where there's kind of no one else who gives you the same thing this person does. You just have to realize that nothing else is ever going to come into your life while you're consumed by this. If you are so mentally with this person and thinking about what they're doing and what's going on between you two, you could literally walk past the love of your life on the sidewalk and not even notice that they're there. That's obviously an extreme example, but you get what I mean. There could be other people, other opportunities right in front of you and you would be blind to them. The universe works in funny ways. I don't think that while you're still caught in the past, you can really step into your future. And I don't think that you're presented with those new things until you let go of what's holding you back. So you just have to accept that for a little while you might be kind of bored and you have to acknowledge that that's probably what's going to happen and just sit with it and just find other things to fill your time. I think the healthiest way to deal with that is to just work on yourself. 
And it might even be a revenge thing at first. And I think as long as you're doing it in a healthy way and you're not harming yourself, that's fine. If you think, you know what, I'm going to gas this person, I'm going to cut them off, and I'm going to get so hot and so smart that they're going to wish they stepped up when they had the chance. I think that's kind of great because you know what's going to happen. You're going to start working on yourself and you're going to start improving your intelligence and maybe working out, eating healthier, whatever you're doing. You're spending more time with your friends. You're spending more time alone. By the time you've kind of gone on this journey of self-growth and of elevating yourself, you're not even going to want that person anymore. You're going to be so above a situation like that, that when they reach out again, because they will, you're not even going to really care the same way. And you're going to be like, you know what? I straight up don't deserve this treatment. There's a little bit of closure in that. And here is what's going to happen. It could be a week down the line. It could be months. It could be years. But you're going to meet someone who deserves you and someone who's willing to put in that time and energy and effort. And you're going to be open to that person and find them because A, you've let go of the situation that was holding you back. And B, you've freed yourself to become the best version of yourself and you've worked on yourself and you've grown. I remember once my roommate put it in this really great way. She was like, when I elevate as a person and when I get smarter and when I get hotter, the pool of people who I'm dating or seeing elevates along with that. And I think that's why there really is power in waiting to be in a serious relationship with someone. I think if you're someone who has a journey of self-growth ahead of you, and for me, this was absolutely the case, there's really something to be said for being alone for a while and for really working on yourself and then just kind of letting things happen when they naturally happen. On the other side of that journey of self-growth and development, the person who you're going to be with will be different than the person you would have been with at the start of that journey when you were not loving yourself and accepting yourself in the same way. Step three, this one helped me a ton. You need to find a way of thinking about this person or looking at this person that sets you free. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. I remember right around when I decided that I was over this situation and I just wanted to be done with it and I didn't even want to think about it anymore. I read this quote and it said something along the lines of this. Just because you've ended things with someone, it doesn't mean you have to hate them and it doesn't mean you have to wish bad things upon them. You can love someone from a distance and you can wish them the best and know that things didn't work between you for whatever reason and move on. And when you think of them, you can think about how you feel for them, wish them the best, send them love and move about your day. And that completely shifted something in my head because without realizing it, I'd always sort of fed into these narratives and just kind of thought that to get over someone, you have to be like, fuck you, I'm done with you, we're moving on. Like I thought you kind of had to be of that mentality where you're kind of being down on them just to get over them. Like you're focusing on all the bad parts about them and all the bad things just to be like, nope, this person sucks, I'm better off without them. And I think a lot of us fall into that when we break up with someone, especially if it's your first breakup, you focus on the negatives as a way of rationalizing it and as a way of getting over this person. But here's the thing with that. It doesn't really work because anger is heavy to hold on to. And the way I always think of it is if you're angry with someone, but you're 
not seeing them and you're done with them and the thing between you is done that anger is literally only hurting you they're not feeling it it's literally like you're fighting a battle within yourself and all that does is bring you down where yes if you are working on yourself and you think of this person and you're like you know what I really like them. And I still do kind of have those feelings for them. But we're just not meant to be. I wish them the best though. And we clearly, for whatever reason, just weren't compatible at that point in our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's no one's fault. And you never know what the future has in store. That sort of open-ended, lighthearted perspective leaves you with so much more peace internally. And I also do think there's really something to be said for leaving the door open in your mind. Because if you're being harsh with yourself and being like, this is done, I'm never seeing this person again, we are never going to work, we're never going to be together, and you're really upset over the fact that you guys have ended, but you're just shoving all these harsh truths down your throat. They might be true, but where is the benefit in thinking that way? You're already upset. You already feel crummy. Those thoughts are just going to make you way sadder and they're going to bring you down. Honestly, the truth is you never know what's going to happen in the future. You and this person literally could meet again in five years and it could work. Or you might never see them again. It doesn't really matter, but it's worth recognizing that you don't know what the future holds and truly what's meant to be will be. If you and this person are actually meant to be together, then your paths will cross when it's the right time and you'll be together. And that time apart will have served you well because clearly going the way you were going wasn't working and it was only hurting both of you more. Or it won't work. And in that scenario, you're gonna meet someone who's better suited to you and who you feel more for. And that thought process is so much lighter and it also allows you to leave things on good terms with that person. It is much easier and much lighter to say to yourself, this isn't going to work with this person right now. Maybe one day, I don't know, that's not in my control, but I'm going to wish them the best and I'm going to get on with my life. That will bring you so much more peace. And maybe they've really done you dirty and you actually do kind of hate them. That's also okay. But just don't hold on to that anger. Turn it into something else. You might even for a while just turn that into even more motivation to work on yourself and to become your best self in spite of them. And as I mentioned, that's also okay. But find a way to look at the situation with reason and without anger because that is what keeps you hooked the more you're angry about something the more you're holding on it's literally like how when you're angry your fists clench versus when you're calm your hands open that is what genuinely letting go of someone feels like it's not going to come from a place of anger it's going to come from a place of forgiving them even if they did you wrong and just wishing them the best now step four and this is when you know that you're actually over someone and this is the only step out of the ones i've mentioned today that unfortunately isn't in your direct control but it will be a result of the other three steps the biggest sign you're actually over someone is when you become indifferent to them you just don't care you don't care what they're up to you don't care if they're with someone else you don't feel love for them and you don't feel hate for them you just are indifferent that is when you know that you've genuinely gotten over someone and here's the thing to get to that point where you don't think of them anymore and where they're not on your mind 
takes time and you have to accept that from the get. When you first end with this person, they're gonna be on your mind a lot. It's almost like them and the situation between you two has become part of your daily life and your daily routine. Thinking about them is something that you do every day or maybe seeing them, talking to them, whatever. So don't be hard on yourself for that at first because I think that's something a lot of people do. They'll end things with someone and they'll be like, why can't I get them off my mind? Of course you're going to think of them because you've been living that way for so long. But inevitably, and this 100% will happen if you're just patient, the longer you don't see them, it doesn't really matter if you see them publicly. I mean, you're not seeing them one-on-one and they're not part of your daily life at all anymore. Guaranteed, you will eventually stop thinking of them. It could take a long time or it might not take as long as you think. But the more you focus on yourself and everything else in your life, the more they're going to slip to the wayside. The most satisfying thing ever is going to happen and this happens for everyone. Eventually, you're going to think of them and you're going to realize that you haven't thought of them in so long. That is the truest sign of getting over someone when they're actually not on your mind anymore and when they're not someone you think about every day and they're just existing doing their own thing and you genuinely don't really care but that is something that happens gradually and that is something that takes time the other three steps i mentioned today you can literally do right now but this last step of forgetting about them to the point where you're indifferent and where you're not thinking about them that simply takes time If it makes you feel any better, everyone has been there. Everyone has had someone they've ended things with where they can't get them off their mind for a while because it's so natural. And this even happens with friendships. If you've been friends with someone for a long time and you stop being their friend sort of suddenly, like you have a falling out, you're going to think about them for a while because your mind is trained to think about that person regularly and they're part of your life. Feelings don't just evaporate. It's a gradual process for someone to not be in your life anymore and for them to not be on your mind anymore. So be patient with yourself, give yourself love, and know that one day it will happen. And everyone has to fight this battle, so know that you're not alone in it. And it's going to take time, but that's okay, because that's what you've got to do to get over it. You might not want to go through that phase where you're thinking of them, but you can't be with them and it's so hard. And you might just prolong seeing them to kind of push off having to get over them. I've literally done that in the past and I know it sounds so silly when you say it out loud, but I think a lot of us will literally keep seeing someone just to put off that moment when things end with them and when it's super hard and super uncomfortable. Because a lot of the times I think we know when something isn't going anywhere with someone or we know that things are going to end and we're just not ready to act on it yet. And that's okay. Don't do anything rash. Wait until you're genuinely certain and you're not wanting to be with them anymore. But the longer you put that off, the longer it's going to take to get over someone. The sooner you get out of that situation, the sooner you can start getting over them. Don't put it off for too long just because you don't want to face that uncomfortability. And the thing is, the longer you wait, the more those feelings will grow and develop and the more involved you'll be and the harder it'll be. Even if it feels like it's the hardest option right now, ending it will make things easier for you in the long run if that's what you need to do. All right, you guys, that is all for this week. I hope that this has been helpful. And let's leave those situationships in the past because 
here is what I've come to believe. If you're friends with benefits, fine, whatever, at least you're on the same page. But what I don't tolerate anymore is someone who I have feelings for and someone who says they have feelings for me yet isn't willing to commit. In my world, where I'm at today, that's just not going to happen. And I've grown and gotten to this place with myself where I know my worth and I know that I'm worth way more than being a fleeting thought to someone. And I'm worth more than only being called at night or having to fight for the basic things that I deserve, like consistency and communication and commitment. I would rather be single and that is literally what I'm doing, then be with someone who's not going to be that person. And I am happy to wait as long as it takes to meet that person who I genuinely really like and where there's a level of mutual love and mutual respect. Situationships didn't used to be a thing. And honestly, I think that putting a name on it has turned it into something that it shouldn't be. Don't let someone disrespect you like that. Don't let someone have all the benefits and the emotional connection of dating you without dating you. I think that's something that started happening in our generation and I don't like it. And I think it gets people really hurt and it leads to people being insecure. It's absolutely a boss move if you're seeing someone or hooking up with them and there's no feelings involved and that's the page you're both on. That's totally fine and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you really like someone don't accept that kind of bullshit from them already i am laura lap and this is tentative expert i will see you this friday with a brand new episode i love you guys Mwah.